0: Hi, listeners. It's Christy here. I want to share some exciting news with you guys. In addition to the incredible guests that we have on the show, we want to try out a new format that involves more of you, our wonderful listeners. So often when I'm doing these interviews and just talking to people in general, I'll hear a story and think to myself, I have a quote that I feel like would help that person. And so that's what I want to try out with you. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what's going on in your life. Maybe it's a breakup, a loss a career change, a life change, friendship struggles, you name it. Tell me your story and I will give you a quote that I think might help you through it. All of the stories are going to be shared anonymously, of course, and they can be submitted through the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear from you. Ruthie Lindsay, welcome to the show. So thrilled to have you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to get to see your face and to get to connect with you. I know. Finally, for everyone, we were talking before the show about the fact that we have like, crossed paths so often on the internet for probably the past what like three or four years since I started my page, really. Yeah. I started sharing your quotes at the very beginning because... If for those who don't know, Ruthie is an author and a coach and a speaker and a writer, and her words just focus on like healing yourself and loving yourself, and they're just poetic and beautiful. And so I've been a fan for a long time and started sharing them very early on on my page. So I'm so honored. Thank you so no, much. No, the honor is mine. Um, That was a short synopsis. Tell us a little bit about yourself for those who do not know of your beautiful work
1: i'm an author speaker um i get to uh, for lack of a better word coach a lot of different people i lead retreats and workshops and so much of my work i like to just call it unlearning and remembering it's unlearning so much of the bs that we've been handed of what's so wrong with us and bad and dirty and sinful or evil or whatever stories maybe we've been handed And remembering our inherent worth and goodness and deservedness and wholeness just because we exist. And um, I was very, 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 very unwell for a very long time for a lot of different emotional, spiritual, physical reasons. I, um, you know, we all have lost in trauma, but um, mine sent me on a crazy journey and I died in a car accident. I lived in a bed for seven years and just that became one of my deepest invitations of that unlearning and remembering. I was uh, very conditioned and in a very tiny box, me and God and all the good girls and all the good boys that needed to be here. And I learned to cut so many parts of myself off and uh, a lot of shame and a lot of little trauma in this body. Um, So now I get to offer and mirror the things that I have needed. I only share things that I have needed so desperately and so much of it is around Nervous system regulation, getting back into our beautiful bodies that I left probably preverbally, honestly, because of trauma. And and so, yeah, this work is uh I think of it as a lot of what little Ruthie needed so desperately. And I just wanted to die for very, 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 very long time. And so um that's who motivates so much of my work. Cause so I know I'm not alone in this, you know, <laughs> we just earth school yeah.
0: it's no joke. I love that Earth School.
1: (laughs) That's such a great (laughs) term. Yes, it It feels. I do believe that's what this is. Like we came here to learn so many things, you know. Yet we beat the shit out of ourselves for making the mistakes that we came here to learn from. And so, such it's such a journey. But it feels like this work feels like the greatest honor and privilege of my life. It feels like it's my dharma. I don't think I lived through so much
0: insanity for no reason so
1: anyway thank you for asking
0: oh of course so you touched on this and you touched on it even more in your memoir there i am that came out in april of 2020 um Mm -hmm. you've had kind of a wild ride uh, at this earth school as you call it um could you tell us a little bit more about that wild ride and really what led you into this current path that you're on right now yeah,
1: for sure. You know, kind of like I was saying, I grew up in the deep south. I I learned to fit myself in a teeny, teeny, tiny box. Everything was about looks and appearance, and uh you know, everyone was doing the best they could and loved me the best they knew how. And my little highly sensitive, empathic body um dealt with a lot preverbally, and then. Died in a car accident. I was hit by an ambulance when I was a senior in high school and broke a bunch of things, broke the top two vertebrae of my neck and a bunch of other stuff and was on life support for about a month. I was on life support for about a week in the hospital for about a month. And back then they used wire and spinal cord fusions. And years later, that wire broke and pierced my brain still. And apparently I'm the only human in the world that's ever had that. And I shouldn't be alive or walking or breathing or talking or anything. Um, but yeah, from that, I lived in a bed for seven years, lost my dad, lost a marriage, um, lost my sanity. I mean, honestly, but so much of what I think I've I've lived through a lot of, um, I mean, one actual death, but also I think we all have so many deaths and rebirths and so many of the things that I thought made me important, special, pretty, worthy, deserving, you know, was so much of just my conditioning from my wonderful upbringing <laughs> Yeah. doing the best they could. But of course, that's all they were taught too, you know? And yeah. all I wanted was to be good. And every day when i come home, my mom would say, what they say about you today? Did they say how pretty you were? what did they say about your outfit? What did they say? And so I learned mm-hmm. my value, my worth, my identity is in what all the right people say about me. And so I have had many nervous breakdowns. I have had, you know, gone to rehab, done all the things because I was so... Unwell. And all of those things became my greatest invitations into coming back home to remembering my innate worth and divinity and goodness and learning ways to practice that remembering and unlearning because holy hell, you know, our conditioning runs so deep and it runs so deep for our moms and their mamas. And, you know, epigenetics are real. And so I feel um, like this journey has just sent me on the wildest path and so much death and rebirth but i you know one of the things that i don't know where i heard it years ago but it's like what we thought was the tomb was always the womb and these things that i thought would kill me would take me under and all of my existential crises which had plenty of an enneagram for um and it, it was like the things that died away were so many things that didn't fit anymore it was like masks i wore to feel worthy and good or people that I spent time with that I thought made me special and valuable. I didn't even know I was unconsciously using people. And, you know, there's so uh, a lot of conditioning, which of course still lives in my body. I'm just bringing it more into consciousness.
0: So you, you get this surgery to help the physical pain. When though do you feel like the real healing, both physical maybe and mental and spiritual began? Yeah,
1: well, it was wild because the surgery is actually what caused the... <laughs> the first surgery is what actually caused the wire thing. So the surgery caused a lot more trauma yeah. down the road and nothing's actually... I still live with a very high level of pain. Um But that pain, I do believe, you know, my friend Jamie Lee Finch, who's an embodiment coach, always talks about loud bodies being really loving bodies. And I think all that pain, all that loss is what ultimately called me back. And I looked outside of myself for years and years and years, make me better, fix me, doctor, husband, daddy, you know, partner, whoever, yeah. make me better, surgery. And of course, nothing outside of us can ever do that because it all lives within us I and mean, we can get supported, right? But my, um, that has not been my journey at all, something <laughs> fixed outside of me, even a little bit. And so, I think, you know, my thirties, I I lived in my bed until thirty-three and there it wasn't until really mid thirties into upper thirties that I started learning about shadow work and parts work and embodiment work. I learned so much head knowledge and I remember hearing this ancient proverb that knowledge is just a rumor until it moves into the muscle. Until we Mm -hmm. learned to integrate it. And I think most of my life had been a rumor. I'm a you know I love reading I love learning things and I would t- take all the classes because I was felt so unwell and I felt something in me needed to be fixed and that's still in me that old old story right
0: yeah but
1: this work it's so shadow work parts work internal family systems it's so compassionate it's allowing all of our parts to be here and learning how to feel them and commune with them and not be Have them be the drivers of our life. They're just a part that came up to try to protect us, (laughs) to try to keep us safe. Actually really loving like the disordered eating. Wow. You know, all the binging I've done probably kept me on the planet because I wanted to die for so long. Right. And all the ways I I learned to leave my body through food, through screens, through whatever it was served me in some way to keep me safe. Like my body and nervous system was doing the exact right thing, even though. Then we shame ourselves for these things. It's just Yeah. It's a vicious cycle until we learn how to commune with it and love one very slowly.
0: That's so beautiful. Well, throughout all of these experiences you've had, and maybe it came after the hard experiences, but what would you say is the best advice that you've ever gotten?
1: I think it goes back to parts work and shadow work and uh, you know, Richard Schwartz, who created internal family systems I, I think when i read about it and he has a book about it he talks about there are no bad parts there are no bad parts there are parts of you that learn to survive there are parts of you that learn to leave your body to get out of here but <laughs> you know there are all these parts that came up in survival but that doesn't make them bad or evil or dirty just you know growing up in the church i was taught these parts made me sinful and evil, and bad, and broken, and depraved, and wretched, and so I needed something outside of me to make me okay, and worthy, and pure, and deserving, and when I got to begin the practice, because it's ongoing, those parts live in me, those stories live in me, that something's inherently bad. I used to sing hymns about being a broken, depraved wretch, you know, we're like worshiping talking about how broken and depraved we are, so that's in me, but now, when we bring it into consciousness, and you know, you know the Carl Jung quote, until the unconscious becomes conscious, we have the same results over and over. We call it fate. These parts are driving, you know. And when I learned that there is no part of me that is bad, there is no part of me that is dirty, evil, or sinful. There are parts of me that learned how to survive, that learned how to keep me alive. That felt, even saying it right now, just feels like the deepest exhale you know yeah because we are not broken we've had broken effed up things happen but we are so good and so deserving and so worthy just because we freaking exist you know and that feels like my life's work to unlearn those stories to remember that and to mirror that to i hope everyone i ever encounter that they are so good that these parts of them don't make them bad right it's such a shaming um story to believe these things and it's also a way to stay to to try to control this you know behave this even like you know i had a moment over christmas i ended up buying a bunch of books for some children in my life that i love um even like Elf on the Shelf and Santa, it's still these stories of like, have you been good or have you bad? Yes. Be good, I'll reward you. If not, you're going to get ashes. You know, this this little elf is watching you. Are you good or are you bad? This, you know, this man in the sky at the North Pole is watching you. But it's all extensions of what we've been taught about God. There's something yeah. that's bad or good and we're going to be punished or rewarded one way or the other. And that teaching, it's so damaging. We don't even realize how damaging that is because then we're inherently believing the story that i'm bad. I'm yeah. bad. And i don't believe that's true.
0: I absolutely love that. I it, you made me think of so many things, but i do feel like society, religious institutions, our parents, like you said, santa, the the stories we've been led to believe they all want to come at us from a perspective of you are not whole until You get XYZ, or until you do XYZ. And I feel like, even for me, I'm a pretty religious person, but I've had to like reframe the way that I think of God and the way that I think of the things that I do in the name of religion as like a place of starting from wholeness. Like, I don't need to do anything else to be loved or to be seen or to be enough. And I feel like for some reason, we just have like even companies, I feel like they're scared to give us that message because then why will we buy things or why will we keep going to church? Or it's like this fear of like, you have to make people believe they're not enough and that you can complete them or they won't do anything. Capitalism at its finest. And I just, I've seen that. It's so interesting you're saying this because I've seen that so much. And it's a thought that's come to me, particularly even in the past couple months. And you're, you're, displaying it and talking about it so beautifully of like, just, we always want to believe that we're broken in some way. And the messages we hear all around us want to just reinforce that. Amen. Absolutely.
1: It is the truest thing I know. If you, you know, if you get on your computer, if you look out at a billboard, everything's telling you what's wrong with you and why you need this product to make you worry about yeah. more desirable, more, 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 as though you aren't enough right yeah. And that is the unlearning process. But you can't, if you're not aware of it, you can't shift it. Like that's the first. Yeah. Yeah. Is becoming conscious so that you can begin like scanning for these scams. It's truly the yeah. ultimate earth school scale that something's inherently broken it's or wrong true. with you. And you need this thing outside of you, be it God, that ozempic or whatever <laughs> story that makes you worthy yeah. and desirable and when we come yeah. back ourselves and our heart it, like practice because it's just practice we've been practicing the story that we're broken and need something outside of us our whole lives yeah right? mm-hmm. and so this is just practices of reminding our, you know i reminding ourselves of the truer story and that I've heard this and I say it to myself a lot, like our words cast spells. They are so profound in how we feel and how we speak about ourselves, you know? And like, you start listening to what people say, you can really get an idea of how they feel about themselves and that conditioning, you know? And like, even watching women, something I practice with my beautiful women in my life and that I get the honor of coaching is, Letting them practice in other groups of women being celebrated and saying the things they're proud of. Because think about even when you're younger, it's like this one way that we try to compliment each other is by putting ourselves down. Like you'll yes. hear, they like, oh, I feel so gross and so fat. you are like, well, you look amazing. Look at how I look. Like, oh my God, I'm just <laughs> sweet. And like, we think that that's complimenting them by putting yeah. ourselves down. We're lifting them up. And it doesn't work that way. Like that is actually not of service to anyone ever. And so learning to begin practicing something new of like, my friends and I'll get around and we'll literally say the thing. like I had a dinner party the other night and we all went around and said the thing that we were the most proud of ourselves for. And you should have watched the support when someone was finished. We were just like, yes, Yes, you did. Oh my gosh, gosh, you're you're so, you know, and it's like, I... I Feel like I got to have these incredible experiences, you know, because yeah. like, man, like getting to lift her up, it's just, it feels true. It feels true. Yeah.
0: I love that. I do think, especially as women, I feel like we have a fear of maybe sharing our successes sometimes. And I think that's because a lot of times we do get really competitive with each other and a lot of people like, that's so beautiful that you have friends that really love hearing about your success and love hearing about the things that you're, are going well in your life. But unfortunately, I think a lot of people, probably a lot of people listening are like, well, I don't have friends like that. Like They seem to like when I fail. And so what would your advice be to them of how to find people in your life that are proud of you when you do good things? Because everyone should feel comfortable sharing their successes. Yeah.
1: Such a great question. Well, first off, I want to say it doesn't mean like when you do parts work, every part of you gets to be here. Does jealousy still live in my body? Yes. 100%. Do I still compare myself to other people? Yes. 100%. This work means jealousy gets to be here. It's a message, right? When I get to Tara Brock talks about rain, recognize, allow, inquire, nurture it gets to be here. When we do that, it doesn't have to be the driver. And it's just a messenger of like something that's also for me, it might look really different. But what if this is just this incredible thing inside of you, instead of seeing yourself get jealous and then shaming yourself for feeling jealous, which is what we usually do. We become our own wound for having these feelings, for having these parts. What if it's just a messenger of like, wow, feel that okay where do I feel it in my body and what if that gets to be here and it's just this message that like whoa maybe I get to up level myself and have new experiences and maybe love is for me too or maybe this new job of expansion is for me too right but we think that if someone else gets it then we don't get to have it too it's just a story that's the yeah. thing I want to say. Not to say that like jealousy isn't in me because all my parts are here. <laughs> like, oh, no, my- I think that's, that's a good note. <laughs> yeah. And I would guarantee that all my friends experience jealousy too. It's the most human thing. But this is a practice, right? So I remember in my 20s, I had massive eating disorder and I just noticed my friends and I were always putting each other down about like, I'm too fat and I am love that. So I remember having this conversation. I'm like, what if we practice When we hear those stories come up, we tell we allow ourselves to experience a truer story. And what if we practice Mm -hmm. not doing that anymore? And like inviting people into a newer experience, you know, and just feeling that out. What does that feel like? And, you know, as we start doing this work, I I fully believe in the law of attraction and all those things. (laughs) And the more you start loving yourself and doing these practices to care and bring more kindness to yourself and living in a different way you also start drawing in more people. It, it, you know, as we evolve, as we wake up more and more and more, you draw more and more of that in. Like, you yeah. know, I, I was home not too long ago and this none of this is in judgment, but like I would go to this person's house and everyone kind of talked the same vibration. Like maybe it's talking, making fun of other people or whatever. And yeah. all the us talk like that. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's so interesting. Because there that's just kind of that vibration hangs out with each other. And then I went to another house and it's like more religious and maybe a little more boxed in. And and everyone spoke a very, 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 very similar language because you draw in yeah. like Jack's light. It's the most human thing ever. But when you start trying to live from a more conscious place and speak, you know, our words cast spells and speak from a more conscious place, you start drawing that. In more and more, you can begin practicing. And I, and I think, you know, this is a whole other side note. It doesn't mean that it's not painful. Like I have lost friendships, not in an ugly way or a bad way, but it's just, we kind of go different paths, you know, and yeah. I you know, start going a little bit more woo-woo and mm. spiritual and hopefully I'm really grounded also. And all of a sudden I started finding people that like are interested in really similar Things that are really wanting to bring raise consciousness, and that doesn't yeah. sound crazy to my friends. When you know maybe I go to other places, they're like, "Come on, say what? <laughs> what, are you talking yeah. about? what are these words?" And it doesn't mean anyone's bad, you know. Yeah, nine, ten years ago, if someone talked to me like I speak, and now I'd been like,
0: <laughs> you would <laughs> be like, not my people. <laughs> I wasn't there yet, you yeah. know." And I love that version of me. I
1: love the version of me that was so asleep and on every narcotic under the sun and living in a bed and watching every reality television show all day long and eating my feelings and binging all day long because that girl invited me into this version of me. And those parts are in me. They didn't go away because I woke up. They didn't go away because now I'm a little more conscious. They're in me. Do I still binge at times? every once in a while, I'll eat my feelings. Do I still love to numb out on a reality show every once in a while? Every once in a while. It's in (laughs) me. It's in me, right? Like, I'm human. The whole is to invite every part of us to be here, not just the shiny, pretty light things that we want the world to see us as. And I think that's what's so freeing about this work, about shadow work, because, you know, the brighter the light, the greater the shadow. Like, I have yet to meet a fully awakened being on this earth. And I mean, I'm sure they're in some cave somewhere. They exist. I haven't met them. (laughs) And like for people to pretend like they have all their shit together and don't have shadowy stuff and they don't struggle. I'm like, I'm just going to walk the fuck out because that is just (laughs) not reality. Like if you're human, you're going to have all this stuff. And yet we judge people and, you know, We judge ourselves first and foremost, or we wouldn't be judging others the way we are so harsh with others, you know, and think there's an other. So this work is, uh, it's a practice and it's just the holiest, holiest thing I've ever known because it's just the truest thing I ever know that every part of, and then the more I uh, unlearn and the more I remember that every part of me gets to be here, and really practice that and embody that. Christy, the more I know that that is true for all beings, the more I can like look at you and say, you could tell me the shadowiest, you know, darkest thing that you've ever done, the thing that you're like, this would get me kicked off the island. No one would look at me or talk to me again. And I could look at you and say, I love that part of you. And we can grieve it. And it doesn't mean that that part has to drive anymore, right? We can grip it. We can be accountable for it. We can ask forgiveness for it, but it doesn't make you an evil, bad person. It makes you freaking human. And the way that we alchemize and transmute these things is by bringing love to them because that was a hurt version of you driving, right? And it doesn't heal through shame. No one on planet Earth has ever healed through shame, period, end of statement. We heal through Highness, compassion, and love, period. So why do we think that we would heal by shaming ourselves for the mistakes we've made, for shaming ourselves for being human, for shaming ourselves for reacting in a way that our nervous system like froze or fought or, you know, like,
0: yeah, of course,
1: precious human,
0: of course you did,
1: right? But bringing compassion to those parts is how we shift and how we grow.
0: I love that. Reminds me of a quote that I love. You can't hate yourself into a version of yourself you love. And I just find that so true. And yet, time and time again, we all resort to the fact it's like, oh, we overate at dinner. We have to feel a tremendous amount of guilt and hate our bodies for the next three weeks until we can lose that one pound or, you know, and time and time again, that's just the story that we tell ourselves. and. It's so interesting because, like you said, has it ever worked? The more
1: I bring that compassion and kindness to myself and my body, the more I'm able to be that compassionate and that kind to those around me, that especially the ones we were taught were other, right? Like, it's such an illusion that illusion of separateness that I am different from you and I'm separate from these flowers and these birds and these humans. Like, it's such an illusion that we come here and we believe. And so when I bring more kindness and compassion and care and love to myself, I am automatically a more loving being on the planet. I just see them. Yeah.
0: I think that is also the most beautiful part of your journey, of the journey that you share with others and the healing that you try and instill in others because once we need more healed people because those healed people will only generate more healed people. It starts with like one person at a time. And it's actually the least, <laughs> the least egotistical work we could do because the more we love ourselves and accept ourselves, like you said, the more of that we have to give to other people and hurt people hurt people, but healed people heal people. So. <laughs>
1: And it awake- all starts with you. <laughs> yes,
0: awaken people. Awaken people. Conscious people. Bring
1: consciousness. Like it's just absolutely. It's the truest. And I think so often, so many of the things that we've been taught are so upside down.
0: <laughs> like I'm like,
1: it's yeah, yeah. like what I i of like. Oh, what, oh, what? What's the it's it's so true. <laughs> positive opposite of that. Yeah. You well, know, and mm-hmm. and to just be scanning constantly for these stories that come up. Because, you know, we are infiltrated with a lot of conditioning of what's so bad, wrong and dirty. And that is in me. I mean, I heard myself out loud say to my partner, I just wish I had a different nervous system, which was like, I was shaming myself for this, like a little bit of freeze state that I found myself in after I'd like led a big retreat over the weekend and it just knocked me out and then I was like shaming yeah. myself for how much it knocked me out after and how much how long it takes me to recover and all these stories I started making up like I just wish and I was essentially saying I wish I was different than I am yeah. right which are sensitivities and then I got to being mirrored by him and then I got to go back and tell myself and my body a truer story that like our nervous system is doing the best job ever trying to keep us safe the yeah. best job ever. It's so, so wise. It's so wise. And bringing compassion and care and love and kindness to those parts is the work. And, you know, like I tell you that because I don't want in any way, shape, or form for me to come off as I've arrived somewhere and I have it all together. <laughs> I will never, if I act that way, just lock me up. No. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> the fucking point? It is not <laughs> true. <laughs> It's not. And like even my work, there's no hierarchy in my work. You know, I'm like, I am not up here speaking down there telling you all little people. I'm like, no, we're all equal. I'm just here to mirror to you the divinity that is you. As I do this work constantly for myself too, because I forget all the time. And then I remember and then I'll forget again. (laughs) Yeah. All the stories and all the shaming and I'll beat myself up because hello, I have like so much Virgo in me. It's insane. And <laughs> we are like emotional cutters. And <laughs> my God. It's like the perfect storm and it's perfect. That is that's my soul's journey this round. Yeah. Highly sensitive, highly empathic, and you know, have had a pretty dysregulated nervous system most of my life. And so giving myself so much care and compassion to those parts that learn how to survive is the sweetest, most loving thing we can do.
0: It's so beautiful. And circling back, like the conversation we had at the beginning, if if there is a God, if there is some sort of divinity or deity or someone who brought us down to this earth other than our parents, the last thing in my mind, like when I think about it rationally, that that person or that being would think is, Oh, I'm, I'm going to send down some broken people. Like I'm going to send down some people who are totally in shambles and just have them figure it out. Like that is not the loving being that I, that I pray to or that I think of. And yet for some reason, we think that that's. That's just oh like he he doesn't know it but we are broken. Like they don't know it. Whatever is governing this universe doesn't know it, but there's just a bunch of broken people figuring it out. Like that is not it at all. When we think about it realistically, there's no way that's it.
1: That's so real.
0: That's it's again it goes back to that illusion
1: of separation that we think some big god in the sky is like, you know, are you good or are you bad? Cuz if you're bad and you're broke, you know, you're <laughs> burn in hell. I'm like oh i mean i believe yeah. there's a cool hell like i've known hell and i would assume most people that have listened to this have in their head felt hell and i believe hell is the separation yeah. of love it's the illusion of separation and if i feel one of my oldest deepest wounding stories is i'm alone that is one of the oldest stories yeah. that i've told myself is i am all alone and i thought separated and it's a lot because of wounding and trauma and you know i totally logically understand why and that has lived in my body and for me to allow myself to receive and experience love through you know a lot of times for me that's through mother nature like that's through being with trees and birds and animals and the kindness of the woods and me you know it's like we get to go in and feel how connected we are to all things and how much love and beauty like why would a god that or whatever you believe, something's out yeah. there that is so much, it's so much bigger than us and loves us so freaking much, you know? And I mean, I, as woo-woo as I am, I'm like, that is what motivates me more than anything on this planet. Like, I know there are people that I grew up with at the church thinking like, I'm gonna burn in hell because that's what I believe. I'm like, I'm so obsessed with God on a level I can't even <laughs> describe to you. Oh my gosh. Like, and it's I feel like the divine, whatever you want to call it, like it's in everything. You know, I'm yeah. all just extensions of this divinity. Play, this round, I'm playing the role of Ruthie. And this round, you're playing the role of incredible Christy. And I'm getting to experience the divine because I get to sit across this room. And what an honor is that? Wow. Like that is, is just, that's so holy. And we just forget. I forget all the time. I forget all the freaking
0: time, but my higher self knows that's true so beautiful i I usually have this whole set of questions that I run through, but honestly, this was more beautiful than any conversation I could have led. it just it went to where it was supposed to go. Ruthie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your light and your divinity with us today. um. Please. For everyone who wants to keep up with your work and hear more of you, which I'm sure everyone does after this episode, where can we go to follow along, to support you? Let us know. Uh, thank you so much. Um, okay. So my number one thing would be probably my sub
1: stack. It's called Love's Invitation by Ruthie Lindsay, i I've definitely been putting a lot more energy into that than probably social media just for my own brain. Um, but I still, I use Instagram and things just to kind of push people into that. But my Instagram is Ruthie Lindsay and I still use that for sure. And then my website is ruthylindsay.com. And on that, you can see like ways to work with me. I do one-on-one coaching, but I also do group things called the sacred rebel, uh, which is really fun. And I do lots of online retreats and live retreats and workshops and all kinds of awesome stuff. So that's where you can find uh, what I have coming up. I have a retreat called the Sacred Rubber Retreat coming up in April for a weekend. That's going to be really amazing. And so yeah, there's lots of ways that we can stay in touch.
0: Wonderful. Well, everyone go follow along, join the retreats. Uh, This, again, thank you. It was a beautifully grounding conversation and has made my whole week better. So thank you so much for joining us on the show, Ruthie. Such an honor.
1: Thank you so much for thinking of me. I have loved and adored oh. your work from afar since I knew you existed. So I'm just no. like such a privilege to get to meet you and connect with you in this way. And thank you for considering me for it. I really appreciate Of
0: course, this. Of course, the privilege is mutual. Thank you, Ruthie. And to all of our listeners and those watching, Thank you so much for joining us on The Shift. Don't forget to subscribe. Let us know what you think of the episode, and we'll see you next time.